Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Hey guys, it's JD with Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. You ever get bored like I do in the middle of the night watching YouTube? Trying to figure out which broadhead flies the best, which one penetrates the best, different arrows, different bows, different bow speeds, all that kind of stuff. Go check out Chest Stumper Outdoors. Not only does he have some good hunting footage, he also does amazing broadhead reviews and arrow reviews and bow reviews and stuff like that. He goes to all the different trade shows and tests out all the bows right there on camera. He also does the Mountain Archery Fest. So give him a check. That's again, Chest Thumper Outdoors. Go give him a good listen. Go watch his videos. Some amazing content. Episode 42 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast, man. Look, three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks at the time of this recording till deer season. And I'm telling y'all what, you better be getting your stuff together because I'm a little behind and I'd hate for you to be behind too. Uh, if you're like me and you don't really have a lot of time on your hands, you know, like we all wish we did, um, and you're sort of behind on checking your gear, look, take an hour, go check it out. If you find some stuff that maybe you're not happy with, you didn't know about, uh, say a tree stand has some, you know, old cables or some rust on it, say some of your camos faded. Or maybe your scents that you used last year are just kind of, I don't know, dead, bland, don't smell like anything anymore. Look, we have the answers for you. For the tree stands, Summit stands. Um, I use the Summit Climber, been using it for five years, and I love it. It is very comfortable, very quiet. Um, nothing I can complain about, honestly. It's lightweight, it packs in well, it, you know, packs up well. Um, it's great, very safe, very, very, uh, very good product. Summit doesn't only have climbers though, they've got hang-ons, accessories, um, climbing sticks, safety harnesses, ropes, you know, a, a bunch of stuff, man. So go to summitstands.com, check out what they've got, and when you decide on what you want over there, use the promo code SEBH15, that'll save you 15% site-wide um, on a great product. If you look at your camo and it is faded, torn, ripped, old, stinks, whatever you want to do, and you just feel like, hey, you know, I don't feel like messing with this, I want something new. Go check out Osseo Gear. Look, Osseo Gear, man, the camo pattern's totally different than a lot of things on the market. It's one of the best camo companies on, on the market, in my opinion. And, you know, it's it's owned by some really good people. Joe Miles is an awesome guy. Um, always gives me tips, always willing to talk and, you know, cut up for a while. Um, and he's a great deer hunter. If you saw the episode with him, the video we dropped on our YouTube channel, dude, look at his wall. The guy knows what he's doing. Um, so yeah, it also gets used by some people I look up to, you know, Don Higgins, uh, my buddy, Jay Maxwell, you guys know, 4610 Productions. Um, dude, it's a good product. So go check it out. Save 10% site-wide at osseogear.com with the promo code for only our listeners, SBH10. Um, that'll save you 10% on early season gear, late season gear, hats, bibs, uh, the new belt they got coming out, the, um, base layers they have. I mean, there's so many things guys go, go check it out and go upgrade your stuff. It doesn't hurt. Um, yeah, I, I love Osseo. It's a great company. And I'm very excited to see what Joe does with his season this year. Um, you know, next up, this episode is actually 
a very, very, very good episode. Um, if you're like me and you like to dabble around with, you know, scents and all that stuff, uh, attractants, cover scents, whatever, check out Nose Down Scents. Jason Caldwell from Nose Down Scents, the owner of the company, is on this podcast this time. This episode is awesome. He goes into detail on a lot of stuff. He drops a new product, <laughs> a new product that just hit the market that you're going to be hearing about for the first time on this uh, podcast. Thank you, Jason, for doing that. It was, it's an awesome product. I cannot wait to use it. Um, very good company. You know, it's it's. I've used it now for the past few months after we got to, got together with Jason. Um, I used to use some other stuff that worked, but this stuff now, man, it it's totally different. Um, I'm, I just, I really can't, I can't say enough about it. So go check out nosedownsense.com. We have a promo code for you. It is SEBH15. That saves you 15%. On the whole website, whether it's hats, shirts, scents, cover scents, attractants, um, whatever you want, go look at it. Go check it out. Nosedownscents.com, S-E-B-H-15. Go save a little bit of money get a great product. Last but not least, Urban Archery Outfitters and Thrill the Outdoors. You know, these guys have been a huge help in growing the podcast and, you know, helping us get out there and meet new people. These guys are awesome. Me and Chris have been talking for, you know, a few days now. Um, covering some things that we're working on. I think you guys are going to be very excited to see it. And, you know, it. they're just a good company with a good vision, and I'm very, very thankful to be involved with them. Um, yeah, so go check them out. Go make a Hunter profile. Get involved with it because this thing's going to blow up. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, you know, for the uh, intro. We're at about four and a half minutes now. Not too long, not too short. I think it's the perfect amount of time. Uh, be on the lookout, though, next week. Next week, we have a big episode dropping, and it's with a couple of guys. I'm not going to drop who they are yet, but it's a couple of guys that I've looked up to for the past five years. Um, Very instrumental in my faith, very instrumental in my hunting style, um, stuff that I use, you know, the products that I use, all of that. They're affiliated with one of my favorite companies that I've looked up to. Um, Just a group of awesome people, man. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a great episode, but let's get into it with this awesome episode with Jason Caldwell, Nose Down Sense. All right, guys, we got Mr. Jason Caldwell from Nose Down Sense. Um, you know, I, I'm I like the I like the brand that they've got. I like the products they have. Um, I actually just put some out the other day, and I'm excited to dive in here and you know just learn everything we can about Nose Down and. Uh, it, I feel like it's gonna be a good episode, man. So what, what's what's going on, dude? You got a bunch of hats behind you. I mean, uh, yeah, we've been. Well, it's kind of went from zero to 180 in about three days this week. So, yeah, we've been work, 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 all at it, man. We've, you know, I guess the last few months I've been hitting the road, and the last few weeks, even in the last few days, you know, just out seeking new uh, dealers and looking for work, and by God, we got it. So. We're uh, just been working, working, working. Look at him back oh, yeah. there, dancing and doing something. Oh, yeah, I'm, trying you know, to, I'm trying to get you to move over a little bit, hey, bud. Hey <laughs> yeah. <or> him. <laughs> you want it centered there? Is that good? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to, man, if you've seen my shop, you would, like, when we built this house, we built a shop with the house like a month, well, a couple of years ago now, and we have so outgrown it. Like I have stuff piled on top of my head. There's, there's hat rack right here beside me. There's, I mean, I'm just sitting in a little cubby hole, but we're going wow. to start hopefully working on a new shop soon. 
I got you. It's a good good problem to have, but I'm sitting yeah. in a closet, seems like doing this for you guys. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's good if you start running out of room, you know, when you're doing oh, yeah. what you're doing. Yep, yep, no doubt about it. So, but um, yeah, I mean, just been hitting the streets, trying to grow the brand and getting it out there as much as we can. And so far it's uh definitely you can see the progress in in motion. It's definitely getting up there. More yeah, than people are hearing about. I mean, I've seen you guys, you know, in a few stores before I even, you know, really knew about y'all. I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. I should try that out sometime. And yeah. um you know, then we we went to the World Deer Expo and y'all's products were out on the table with everybody else that was, you know, working with us. And, it, you know, I was talking to, uh, I think I was talking to Ryan from Scout Tech. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, what's up with that nose down stuff? So I started looking at it. Yeah. And, you know, I've been trying to learn a lot more about like mock scrapes, you know, get away from the feeding stuff. I still do it, but right. I want to get more into like when I go to public, how I can have a better advantage than just walking in and hoping I see something. Right. right. So. I yeah, y'all stuff, man. I'm telling you, I used it to about a week ago, and that was some of the most pungent. Like, the it it does the job for sure. I got some on my hand, and I I smelled it for like a day after that. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, you definitely. Following me around, a couple. Yeah, had a few in the yard. <laughs> so you definitely uh, want to want to use it on the downwind side, or up. I guess you don't want to be on the downwind side of it, right? Yeah, I have a few stories about that, man. It's I've I've been blown in the face, you know, by other scent products and and spilled some on my clothes when I'm in the tree stand. It's I got you. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> it, it can definitely uh, ruin your morning, or a yeah, or make it better depending on the time of year, or, or make it better. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Maybe not. Now, maybe not taste good, but uh, the rest of it be okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't experience that my first year hunting. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we're excited, man. We're getting ready to go into the season. And it's been, like I said, every year gets a little busier, a little busier. And this year, it just seems like we're, we're definitely going to tilt the scales this year for, you know, the amount of stores we've landed, the amount of uh online presence we've gained and people like you guys out helping us spread the the word of the nose down nation so it seems like it's definitely going to be a good year for us hopefully yeah man i mean a product like that i feel like me and jd both you know i feel like i can speak for him we we stand behind it fully you know because it's there's a lot to it and he and i were talking earlier um i guess we'll just dive right into it he he was mentioning the whole you know what jd i'll let you ask because i don't remember how you worded it but okay Something about the right. CWD stuff. Yeah. So I was reading, you know, when I started, you know, figuring out who y'all were and all that kind of stuff, got online, started reading about the, um, you know, your product. Not only is it, you know, a synthetic product, but it's one of the only synthetic products I've found out there that actually has a CWD certificate uh, where it's not. Yeah, right. So I'm going to stop you there just because I want to correct you on something that that a lot of people misinterpret. Um, so chronic wasting disease can only be transmitted in real urines, according to the smart yep. people. So synthetics have nothing to do with CWD. So okay. our products are real urines, okay? We do, okay. Make, we do make synthetic urines, um, synthetic scents, I guess, and urines and everything. But all of our hot dough, calm down, bully buck, all of those, flagship brands that we sell 
are okay. real and are fresh. So everything, okay. when you get it from us, it comes from a certified deer farm that has been tested. It has every batch of urine. Not only do the deer have to be tested for CWD and all that, right. the actual urine itself after it's collected has to be tested. Hmm. And we have to keep on file a uh, batch number, lot number and everything for every everything just to refer back to in case there was something that something happened later on. Uh, and there's only about 15 or 18 urine companies out of all the many out there that are actually doing it like we are, you know, in terms of I got you. responsible hunting scent, you know, and doing it to prevent the spread of CWD. So hmm. um, I didn't mean to interrupt you on that, but that's something that a lot of people don't realize. We hear it every day where people say, that we can't use deer urines in our state because it's illegal. Um, and that's that's can be true in some areas, you know, because there are states that did ban the use of all yep. deer urines. Yep. There's a lot of states like Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, um, and many others that are allowed to use real deer urines as long as it has that check mark on the bottle that it came from a deer protection program certified farm. And so that's what we are. So, okay. Well, I, I'm glad you cleared that up for me. Um, I, that kind of brings up a little bit more questions. So, the you're, you're collecting it from deer farms and stuff like that. Or I've heard that sometimes it can mess with the scent itself if you're using, let's say, I'm down in the south and I'm using urine from a deer way up north. Okay. Um, are y'all using from a local farm? And also, do y'all have any type of, does your urine, since it's pure urine, doesn't that usually only have like a 60-day shelf life? Well, so, that's a great question. And we do hear that question all the time. And I'm going to be sarcastic in ways I answer it, and then I'm going to be real in the other way. So, right. I'll use me, you, and um, any other male on the planet. You're not going to notice any girl, whether she's from the north or the south, and you're not going to care. Okay. Um, in that in that theory now a lot of that goes into the real side of the answer is what they're eating so you know okay. if okay. If, if you are collecting from a deer farm that supplement feeds only straight out of a brown bag and that's it and that's all them deer ever see to eat you know then yeah the the urine's going to smell different everything about it's going to smell different um but the urine the farm that we collect from don't have that we're not a, they don't have a big big major farm you know it's uh still collected just like or not collected but it's from deer that are eating natural browse acorns briars grass you know okay. they're out doing the same things that wild deer are doing so therefore you know the urine itself is going to smell totally a lot different than you know just like you, if you eat something different all the time, you know, you can smell different than the, you know, other days. Look, when, yeah. I, when, I, when I have, a, you know, that fancy night, you know, asparagus, it definitely smells yeah. different. Yeah, <laughs> coffee, man. Point being, dude, coffee just, whew. <laughs> but, you know, um, and, and there again, with doe and estrus, you're not really collecting the urine anyway. You're looking for all the vaginal secretions, and yep. the pheromones and all the different things that's within that dough. So just most people collect it through their urine because it's the easiest way yeah. and it mixes all together. And then that's how you, you know, collect it and you use it is through the urine. But theoretically, really, the urine is just a carrier of what is important for a dough that's in estrus. Correct. So, Correct. 
Okay. I never knew if that. Think, if you think about it in that aspect, you know, now uh, the urine itself does have smells, obviously, that do attract deer, and that's how they communicate with each other. And they, just like a dog peeing on a tire, you know, they, they smell the other dog. And what do they do typically? You know, they're going to pee on the tire again. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of ways of looking at it, but that's kind of to dive into that question. And then what was the second part of the question again? It was your, um, the shelf line. Yep. All right. So we have experimented with every direction on that. We have refrigerated it. We have frozen it. We have used a small preservative, food grade based preservative. And we have found for the better of the good that it does not bother the product if it does have a small preservative in it. Now we do, we do try to tell our hunters to use it in the season, you know, Sure. Um, so because in a real world and you got to be realistic with anything, if you're trying to scale anything, you know, as far as growing it, you're not going to be able to grow it, handcuffing yourself behind your back with refrigerators, with all the things. Now, do I think that refrigerating the product helps it? Absolutely. I do. Um, so I tell all my hunters, you know, if you can refrigerate it, when you get home, it'll just prolong the life of the of the scent even more it prolongs the the, the um the bacteria you know from mm -hmm. taking all the, all the yep. different smells out of it yeah yeah so but you know we we've had it tested we actually met a guy in north carolina that was a toxologist and it was a neat you know kind of uh conversation that happened on a sunday at a trade show and he's like, you know, I know how you feel working in urine. That's what I do for a living. You know, I work in urine. And I was like, okay. And he was a toxologist. So he, he uh, volunteered to do some tests for us. And we sent him five different blank bottles with nothing written on them, but a number. And right. we put, I went and bought three competitive products. And then I put I think it was three competitive products. And then I had two of our products and I froze one of them and I refrigerated the other one. And then I sent it to him. And then he tested all, all five products and came back with an analysis with everything on terms of the pheromone levels, the hormone levels, all the, ure uh, the urea, like the bacteria levels, ammonia levels, all that kind of stuff. And it was a, it was impressive to me, you know, A, I didn't know how it would turn out. I ain't gonna lie. You know, you don't know how you stack up against other competitors when you're right. really tested against them. Uh, but we found that refrigerating that product did uh, put the most, you know, um, shit or uh, amount of hormones, pheromones, all that stuff, freezing it. They um, determined that it was not healthy for the product, that it actually lost and this was a test that took a few months to do, you know, cause he had to keep it and test it one day and then had to test it another couple of weeks later and a couple of other weeks later, you know, and just see how the, the values ever e increased or decreased, you know, mm -hmm. but um, everything pointed to where we went with a preservative and we tested that way and everything just was just the same as refrigeration. So we went with that route just for a, we can grow it better. We can get it in more people's hands. It makes more sense. And then B, you know, there's not all the liabilities and everything of a refrigerator and going into a store and saying, Hey, if you want to sell this, you got to have a refrigerator. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I mean, you know, I know you don't really want to probably name names, but I mean, where'd you stack up? We were good. We were right there at the very top, a hundred percent. Um, nice. the other products that we did didn't even hold a candle, honestly. Um, wow. That's the truth. They were the ammonia levels were like three to four times higher than ours. The now our product was in a deer a week before he got it in his hands. The other products, who knows how long they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, he kept that product in his um, possession for I want to say it was six weeks or so. I can't remember. It's been a year or so ago or more. But um, he had. He had to freeze it and leave it frozen for an extended period of time and then thaw it out and test it again. And okay. that, that was not good for the product at all. We found that. And that kind of surprised me. I figured it would be. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, now freezing it over a short period of time, like a 24 hour period or something, didn't do anything. He, he called it flash freezing. Yeah. Um, but a lengthy amount of time didn't do anything for the product, but hurt it. Um, and then when we did the the um, just preservative uh, test, it stacked right alongside of being refrigerated, which was where we wanted to be. Gotcha. Well, I'm putting mine in the fridge when we get off of here. It's, it's my you know, as long as it's in a, um, don't leave it in your truck, don't leave it in your backpack in your truck. Yeah. You know, that's what's going to get it. You know, when it's October and it's 75, 80 degrees, you know, in the evening times, we're guilty and I am too of throwing it in our backpack and leaving it in a truck. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I feel like we degrade the product a lot. You know, we could do a little better job, you know, and I'm not saying put it in the fridge or in your cooler with your ham sandwich, but just don't lock it up in the truck, you know, and get all that heat on it. You know, that's, gotcha. that's like anything. I mean, if you, if you took a leak in a Gatorade bottle and you left it in your truck for a week, it's not going to smell the same. I promise you. Nope. I went later, <laughs> you know, so but that, that's that, you know, as far as the shelf life and preservatives and, you know, testing it against others, that'd be, you know, how that worked out for us. Gotcha. You know, so, your, your uh, product is, you know, right up there with, you know, the top, you know, of all your competitors and all that stuff from your toxicology reports. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as just, you know, you as a company, I think y'all been, y'all been on the road, what, 10 years now? So I was part of another company before Nose Down. I was a partner in it, but I've been in the in the scent business for around 15 years now. And right. wow. um, four years of that is with Nose Down. So Nose Down was born in 2019 and I did it completely on my own. And it was basically based off of CWD laws yeah. where, right. where I could not even use our own product that I was partners in in, a, in my home state. So- okay the deer farmer that I was partnered with, he didn't want to go and get, you know, legalized in terms of CWD. It didn't affect him where he lived in his state. So it did affect me where I lived. And so I just couldn't put my name behind something I couldn't legally use. Yeah. So nose down was born out of that. So. I got you. So outside of talking to all the other, you know, nose down, people that I, uh, you know, I'm affiliated with all the customers and all the, you know, all your staff and, you know, all that stuff. Besides talking with them, coming directly from you, what is it in your opinion that sets nose down out from anybody else? 
Ah, uh, that's a great question. That's that's one I like hearing. Um, so <laughs> I, I like to say it like this: We are not just a deer scent company. We are a brand. You know, we are a wearable brand. We're a, a cooking yep. brand. You're going to see in the kitchen. We're cover scents. We're scent killers. We're deer urines. We're everything from A to Z on deer hunting. You know, and and including the ones that don't believe in deer scents, they still buy our hats. You know, they still represent us out there because we got a cool logo. We got a cool yeah. name. Everybody knows what a buck with his nose down is signifies, you know. So, you know, on top of having the best products out there, I mean, if you've never smelled our, our cover scents, that will give you a really good representation of what we can do to your deer hunting scents. Um, all our cover scents are made by hand here in the shop right behind us. Um, they're not bottled and boxed in from somewhere else. We do every bit of it here in, in house. God, I tell you what, that one you had one up there at the show, uh, the Geo and Outdoor Blast. I think it was the peanut butter one. Mm -hmm. And I think I was hungry all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, our dirt's our number one seller in terms because it's just dirt. But and it, it's, it, I always say we need to put like a hidden camera up at a trade show. It would be a cool video, you know, to watch everybody's reaction because it's just when people smell the dirt, they're like, oh, my God, that is dirt. And <laughs> not that not to say that anybody can't make dirt smell like dirt, but I challenge anybody to make this dirt smell like any better than this one. You know, yeah. and yeah, uh, I'm going to have to check that one out because I'm I've been tinkering around with a lot of cover scents. Like I know I used nose jammer last year. I'm using camo dust this year. Mm. I'm probably going to get some of that dirt just to give it a shot and see, mm -hmm. you know, how it stacks up to the other stuff. Um, yeah. I've never actually used the dirt scent. I don't know. You know, it's always been, you know, like the Walmart, what mm -hmm. is it? Dead down wind, just spray and pray, you know? Right. So we it'd be interesting too. to try that. Right. We make that kind of stuff too. Um, I should have probably had a couple of bottles. Uh, and if in a second I can break over when we do an intermission, I'll bring some back and show you guys. Um, I have a new product that no one's ever seen yet that we'll debut tonight if you want. Really? Ooh, yeah. Okay. It actually right. just all came together today, actually, just lucky for this show, you know, this podcast that we got it. Um, but we, you know, been tinkering around with a lot of synthetic scents um, because of CWD laws, you know, they're, and, and to be honest with you, synthetic scents are growing in popularity in terms of, you know, scrapes and making and producing mock scrapes, things like that. So yeah. uh, I felt it necessary to kind of meet that demand. So we I mean, did. You have to be more conscious about it too, because, you know, if you pay attention to the CWD, it's, it's now south of us. Yeah. You know, I, I was always so worried about it, you know, coming down from the north, but because that's typically where it's all at, but it's now south of us in Florida. So, yeah. Yeah. so let me ask you guys this. And I don't mean to cut y'all off, but if you killed a deer and you had it tested for CWD and it came back positive, would you eat it? I'd eat it. I'd eat it in a heartbeat. So yep. I, that's, I, I just wanted to clarify that. because That's me. I mean, you don't want to get me started on that, but <laughs> is it real? Sure. Is it the COVID of deer hunting? Sure. That's what it is to me. You know, it's real. It's a thing. It's out there. But the more you test for anything, the more you're going to find it. So if you test, Absolutely. if you start testing every single deer killed nationwide, you're probably going to find it's in every single state out there. 
you know, but nobody, you know, they're not doing that. They're just kind of, they're behind it tracking it in my opinion, you know, they are behind. Yeah, they you are. Know, they're, they're behind it tracking it and there's, Oh, it's popped up here. So we got to go there, but that's another podcast for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm um, here for three hours talking about that. that. That's right. That my opinion don't matter, you know, but that's just what I, my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so One thing yeah. I'm curious about, and I've always wondered this and I'm glad you're on here to hopefully finally answer it. If you can't tell me just, let me know. But how how does a company like y'all get the natural stuff from the deer in such an amount that you're able to actually ship it out? Because I've always wondered how scent companies get full on like from a deer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just can't figure out an easy way to do it. So the answer to that is you can't with if once you get to a certain point, you got a capacity. Yeah. You know, and fresh only has a certain capacity and we've not broken that capacity yet. We are still able to produce fresh days old. And, you know, like with me personally, I don't mind telling anybody, we forecast what we're going to sell and we order according to from our deer farmer. I don't own a deer farm. I don't tell no lies. You know, we work hand in hand. We did own a deer farm with another guy. So we met some people that do own farms and that's who we use. Um, But we talk every day, almost every day, and we order according to that. And we start ramping up orders, you know, or our orders of fresh sin in as our, you know, season gets closer. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, if you see us in big, big box stores and across the country, there's no way you can do it literally. Yeah. Dang what anybody tells you, you know, they're, they're lying to you because, you know, we run our butt off back here every day, all day, because we're trying to do it that way, mm-hmm. you know, and there may come a day where we can't do it that way. And certain box stores, you know, do get, you know, scent that's preservatives, you know, things like that. I don't know. I can't answer that because we're not there yet. Yeah. So, but, so do you think that the, because of that, the stuff that's in the big box stores is more of a preservative than an actual urine? I don't know. They're not more of a preservative than actual urine. What they are is they're an older collected product. So, mm-hmm. you know, your, your bigger box or your bigger brands are shipping or they're collecting scent this year for next year already yeah. or, or the year after. And I know that for a fact, just being in the okay. business, some, okay. some of your bigger brands and I won't name names, but I know the farmers that collect their scent. And they are packaging scent for them guys already 2025. Oh, wow. Because their POs are so full. Yeah. They already have their 24s. You know, I mean, it's just oh. huh. it's just the way it is. I mean, when you're talking millions and millions of orders and dollars and they're not going to turn it down. They're yeah. not. I just, don't see how, I just don't see how they can, if it's that long and they're already making orders for two years from now, mm-hmm. how... How the hell is it still fresh? Yeah. Yeah. How does it even still I mean, someone sometimes work? Right. I mean, it's just like anything. There's going to be that right moment. And I think, and I tell people this, here's a good analogy for, for everybody listening. And this is just the way I tell people at a trade show. If you surveyed a hundred hunters that used a box store brand and you said to them, be realistic with us, how, what was your experience like? A hundred hunters. 
I would be willing to bet you 80% of them, 80 of them would probably say they had no reaction. It didn't work or not good nor bad. They just put it on their boots. They walked in, but nothing really come of it. And then, or maybe, maybe the number 70, I don't know. But then, you know, 10 or 15 of them would say that they had a negative reaction. You know, all the dough blew at me or, you know, or this, that, the buck was coming in across my trail, run off, you know, spook blew at me. But mm -hmm. then you, know, you may get that five or 10 people that had a good reaction to it, you know, and I feel like that's, those numbers, that's where we come in is where if you surveyed a hundred hunters that we provide product for, you're going to be reversed. You're going to have 60 or 70 of them say, we had a great experience with it. We had prop, you know, we had a deer that came straight into it or, you know, it got me through a jam. We had a bad wind and we didn't get picked off, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And you may have 10 or 15 hunters that said, oh, I didn't notice anything, you know, nothing happened, no, not good nor bad. And then you may have five that say, oh, it, the deer turned into flip, mm -hmm. you know, and blew and run off. That's going to happen. It's not anything out there that's 100% bulletproof, you know. Yeah, and, that, and I think that's more so those five hunters that, you know, had the deer run off once they, once they got the scent. I think that's more so, in my opinion, when it comes to an area let's just say like an, a suburban area that doesn't have any artificial sense at all. Mm. And all of a sudden you're putting sin in an area, you may notice, you know, a, a decrease at first before it kind of picks back up. Yeah. Yeah. You never know, man. Deer crazy. I don't, they're <laughs> like, I'm telling yeah, you right now, deer crazy. Uh, I tell a story to people. Uh, I had our calm down in a jail form and we sell it on our website, but I had the lid open and had a scoop in the lid and I had the jar out and I had it about 20 yards out in front of me. And I was hunting a WMA where a lot of people were hunting, but it was a good WMA It's a draw hunt that everybody wanted. So I got in there and I seen like 30 or 40 deer that day. It was crazy bunch of deer wow. and 20 or 30 of them or whatever, you know, come right by it and never even checked up. Like it wasn't even there. Seven or eight of them just beeline right for it you know, and just smelled it and went around in circles around it and just had the best experience, you know, and you could have killed any of them. And then one big old doe, she did a backflip, turned inside out, just spooked, run everywhere. And I'm like, I mean, why? You know, 30, right. 30 right. plus deer didn't even do nothing, but that one crazy one. And yeah. you're just going to have that happen occasionally, you know, they're right. getting around it. Yeah. I mean, all the many times that I've seen deer do different things, I don't think I've seen one do pretty much the same thing. Like last year, um, I was hunting with JD up in Cobb County and I had this um, probably like a one and a half year old. Now one and a half year old deer is not the smartest thing on the planet, but the tree I was in, I was only what JD, like maybe 10, 12 feet up. Like I was not that yeah. high. Up. Yeah. And this dude comes walking out from my right at about 20, 25 yards, comes straight to me because I was right next to a feed tree. And he looks up right at me and just doesn't even care. Keeps going. A year mm -hmm. before that, I was on public, saw another or saw like a probably pretty much the biggest deer I've ever seen come from behind me. Didn't know he was there. Thought he was a squirrel, whatever. Turned around. He looks right up and he's gone. Now, again, he's five, probably four or five years old. But even then, I've had does look at me. Don't even care. Then I've had does before look at me and they are in the next county. Oh, yeah. so you're right. Every deer is different. They're all you're, different. You're Typically, the way it works, though, is your bigger, older, more mature bucks, 
they're going to come from behind you. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to circle you. They're going to come from behind you. They're going to, they're going to, or, or in front of you, depending on which way the wind's at, they will always circle around to downwind. Yeah. That dude had my number for sure, man. That, and I was still relatively new to it, you know, like I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, but I'm telling you that I still get haunted by that deer. Like I'm going back to that place this year and he, if he's still alive, right. I'm, I'm much more into it now than I was then. So yeah, we'll see, I, but I'll tell you, like, I have another analogy and I, I can analogy you to death, but when I talk to thousands and thousands of hunters at these trade shows, you're going to hear every walk of life. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear the guy that don't believe anything works. You're going to hear the guy that will believe anything will work. You're going to, you got so many different people that hunt and talk to, but I, I always refer people back to turkey hunting and it's crazy but are you guys turkey hunters by chance? Want to be. I didn't say yeah. good. I just said, have you ever went? So no, I haven't gone. Uh, right. I want to, but I never have. So I'm a humongous turkey hunter, and I've killed a ton. And I'm I'm not a hunter. I'm a killer. Okay, I'm just straight up kill turkeys. Love it. That's one of my biggest passions. But any turkey hunter will tell you that turkey a good turkey hunter don't kill them because they can call good. They just know how to hunt turkeys. And deer are a lot alike, you know, in meaning I can go out in the woods on a good spring morning, hit my owl hoot gobble. Next thing you know, throw my decoy set out on a green edge of a field, make a few calls. He come running in, kill him dead. Boom, done, go home. 30 minutes. Same turkey, you know, two weeks ago or a day ago, wouldn't do nothing. You know, wouldn't, it's just his men, his mental state that day, his temperature was right. And deer are the same way. Deer are not the same every day. They're not the same every hour. You can see a buck in the morning and call to him, rattle to him, grunt to him. He ain't going to do nothing. Scent ain't going to make a difference. Nothing. He may go do his rounds, make a loop, come back through and didn't see what he wanted. And then you hit the grunt call or the rattling bag or he hits your scent. He'll come right to you. Same deer 30 minutes later, an hour later, or a day later, you know, People just get in their mind that this stuff is A, B, C, and it works this way and that way only. That's wrong. You know, I mean, yep. and, you know, making mock scrapes from bedinary ascents to scent killers to body wash to washing your clothes. You know, we all do all this stuff and we do it in terms to make our chances better, you know, but there again, it's all down to the deer, you know, yep. some, you know, a lot of times, most of the time. Yeah. You know, um, you know, that's, that's just my two cents on it. And I think any turkey hunter listening will tell you, you know, there's not a perfect set every single time. You can never know when a strutting decoy is going to work or a lone hen or a Jake, you know, and it's no difference with a deer. You never know what meant, you know, mental state that deer's going to be in, or if he's going to react to this or that, you just got to throw it at him and see what sticks. Yep. I saw you got some more, uh, some more of your your plot stuff. Are you still this late in the game trying to grow some more? What is it now? On your on your Facebook, I thought I saw your. Uh, you got some more grow plot stuff oh, today. Yeah, you got some of that lucky seven, didn't you? Uh yeah. I just was at. I'm running up in the morning to my property in Illinois, just like a quick trip. I'm gonna go up there, calling for rain this weekend. Yeah. So last year, I put in the prettiest food plot you ever put in. And it got dry and never done nothing. So this year I'm gonna try to avoid that. So I got you. 
I, I, just, I mean, typically speaking, I would buy stuff that I know from other guys that are in the business, you know. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, man, I've been so busy. I'm running late. And I did the same thing yeah. I tell people not to do. But uh, just <laughs> ran in and grabbed what I could I did, grab. I just, saw your, I just saw your post, and I'm like, man, that, that's kind of late in the game. Yeah, We're going to say, dude. <laughs> but for Illinois, well, it's not because they don't even start till October 1st. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. yeah it's now, a, are you from Illinois? Negative. No, okay. I just – I fell in love with that place. That's where I really – my roots took up with uh, the deer scent side. That's where our farm was at before. Um, and I just found a place up there that I liked. It was priced right, and I bought it. So There you go. Yeah, I got I'm, it. And I'm then, biased because I'm from Illinois. And okay. when I was a little kid, we used to watch those big northern bucks in the field yeah. all the time. So when yeah. you said that, I was like, shoot, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Well, and then like – a year or so after I bought my place, uh, a couple of people bought all the ground just beside me, and it's Lee and Tiffany Lakowski, and they what? bought every they bought everything nice. right beside me, like thirty something hundred acres, three thousand acres. Uh, thirty so, hundred, I like that number better. Thirty hundred, thirty hundred, yeah, thirty two hundred, thirty one hundred. I don't know, three thousand, <laughs> whatever, thirty hundred. You know, but it was a bunch of land. They bought more than I bought, but. Well, you're right next door to the Lukowskis. That's right. So when you kill a 200 inch, we we know who to give a little bit of credit to. That's right. <laughs> That's why I say like my little food plot probably ain't gonna mean nothing. But hey, you know, them little you kill know. spots. You never know. Um, but look, dude, I want to see this. Um, you you got me you got me all excited. I want to see this new product you were talking about. Okay, so we're gonna so, you gonna give me a second to go grab it. Yeah, you're yep. good. All right, give me just a second. all right so we're going to start with a couple of things here that's not hold up hold up okay he's in the restroom <laughs> all right that's cool no big deal all's well yeah oh uh, so while I still got you on here, um, okay. we you know, we kind of talked about some of your scents and some of your cover scents and all that kind of stuff. Um, how is the uh, how's your um, seasoning side going? We are doing it's it's weird, man. It's a weird game, but when we're at trade shows, we do very well with it. People can try it, they can taste it, and yep. it's amazing, and people buy it. And then when it hits the big, you know, the retail side it sometimes has a tendency to sit there because there's so many, the sat, the market saturated. Um, but we've seen a big time increase the last couple of months. That's so good. It's doing, it's doing good. Yeah. I mean, we sell a lot of it. Um, and I always pick on people, man, people don't know how to cook like we do in the South. That's true. We too, man. And all these, uh, meat rubs, they good old fashioned, you know, bad for you stuff probably <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you i'm one of those that you know if it's cooked right i ain't putting nothing on it right oh yeah I'll be honest with you. i mean i love yeah. seasoning but you know if it's, if it's, if it's right, done right on there to help it oh i'm yeah. telling you right now if you try these meat rubs man and i don't make them i don't take claim to making them we met a guy that was at a show and we fell in love with his meat rubs and we started working with him and he's my co-packer for it. Um, so okay. I I will tell everybody the truth on that. It's just that all my hunters are meat eaters, and I felt like it made sense. And we um, we have sold thousands and thousands of bottles of his meat rubs 
under our, you know, packaging and it's amazing stuff. I mean, if you are going to try anything, try them. They're great. Okay. Yeah, I will order some. So, I'm right, so I'm going to get to this, but I'm going to show some people this. My people ask me all the time what I use. Okay. All right. So I think it's a good, good thing. <laughs> I told you earlier that dirt's my number one seller. That's not what I use. Okay. White oak acorn is what I use. That's my number one scent that I go in the woods with. In terms it's, of it's all depending on where you hunt too. I don't care where I hunt personally. Really? I am using okay. wild oak acorn in a cedar thicket in a cornfield. That's just me because I have had so much good luck with it. Okay. Uh, we, we go on a hog hunt in Alabama every January, and there's not a white oak tree within 30 or 100 miles of that place, probably. And I'm using it, and we have deer track us to our tree. We'll have hogs. Wow. Just because of the stuff that I know what's in it, you know, there's a vanilla smell to it, you know, things like that. And there's an attraction side to it. So it's a very good product. Um, well, since you touched on that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, you talked about the vanilla. So the stuff that, that Eric was talking about earlier, the nose jammer. Mm -hmm. Me and him both use that, and it does have a vanilla scent to it. Yeah. Now, early season, that stuff will cover me alive in yellow jackets. Oh, yeah. Oh, so dude. I don't is, use it. You, you're gonna do that too. <laughs> Negative. Now, we're okay. um, and I can't speak for that brand, but I can speak for ours and say everything in ours is water based. Um, so okay. all you're going to get out of ours is a water texture onto you, no oil based substance. Yeah, that stuff and, is sticky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can literally take any of our cover scents. You could just pour it onto your hand and rub it in and it's just going to be just dried in no time with no residue. Okay. And we've sold I could tell you how many thousands and thousands. The only thing we ever hear and this is honest God's truth about feedback with the product is if I sell it to you, your neighbor's going to buy it next year. Your buddy's going to buy it next year because hard i mean 99 percent of our customers come back and they'll bring a friend yep and you know it ain't because we're covering you up with you know gnats and yellow jackets and right. everything else um i'll, I'll but, give you a little bit of feedback before we get into the rest of your stuff okay i only have i only have one little qualm okay oh boy. bigger bottles bigger bottles yeah. for the all of sense. all of it well, I'll tell you a story about that. Okay. <laughs> we had eight ounce bottles once upon a time and everybody complained that they were too big for the backpacks. And they would say, you need to make a smaller bottle. And to be honest, we went to the four ounce bottles. It's half the bottle and we cut the price in half. So it was the exact same amount of product per ounce, you know, for the amount of money you were spending. Right. It's right in your backpack. So and and to, to the number two on that is the atomizer in the little bottles is such a fine mist spray that the bigger bottles like these, like the trigger sprayers, you're going to see that you're going to use way more product out of that bigger bottle that's wasted. That's just going to hit the ground, you know, and not get on you than these okay. little bottles are. And okay. it never fails. Every single show we go to, we'll have guys come in. They'll be like. I bought it last year and I said, well, how did you like it? And they'll be like, oh, we loved it. We use it every hunt. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do you need to restock then? Let's get you some more. They're like, oh man, we still got two bottles left. I don't need no more. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to go to a smaller bottle, boys. 
Y'all gonna have to. But, <laughs> no, I mean I it, it goes it goes a long, long way. I mean it really does. Um, and you're not gonna find many people that hunt more than I do come season. And I'm in the woods four out of six, seven days, you know. And I use you got to know I'm gonna use it. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, those little four ounce bottles, they'll go. I mean, I can hunt three weeks straight using it morning and evening, and you still ain't gonna be out. Yeah, I mean, when I put it out in a mock scrape last week, I, I mean, I covered the the scrape that I already had out there in it, yeah. covered the branch, and then I looked at it to see, you know, like what you were saying, how much mm -hmm. was being used. But brand new, nothing, yeah. nothing there. Yeah. yeah, now I can see where it could get like a little costly with like people making mock scrapes and dumping the whole bottle in there. Yeah. You really yeah. don't have to do that, you know, theoretically, you know, you can just spray that's what we make the gels for you know the mock scrape gel the scrape down gel is for that reason you know it's a polymer based and it'll hold the scent really well and you just put that on there and then you did save your spray for the licking branch yeah so and that, i mean that's all i had was the spray so i kind of just went with what right, i could right. use um but before we i i know we're kind of getting away from what you were saying yeah. to use <laughs> But I do have a question. Um, okay. So I got the, uh, I think it's the bully buck or like the bio buck one. Okay. Would that be something to use right now when you're trying to make mock scrapes before season starts to get them to start hitting it? Yeah, yeah, you okay. can, absolutely. Gotcha. So to clear that up a little, bio buck is our synthetic version of bully buck. Okay, that's what I've got. For the, for the states that can't use real urines or the people that just don't want to use real urines, that's yeah. what bio buck is. It's our artificial buck, you know, hence the name bio buck. Um, our bully buck is collected fresh, you know, it's 100% buck urine only. Gotcha. Yeah, I put, the, uh, I put the calm down in mine last week. That leads me to my number one favorite scent that we make is the calm down. That is my, by far, white oak acorn and calm down is going to be in my backpack every single hunt, any time of the year um obviously as rut hits and we get a little deeper into the chasing stage we're gonna you know start with mock scrapes we're gonna have cameras doing their job on the scrape side of things we're gonna have the dough and heat on our drag lines in you know for that side of it but the calm down is going to be in my backpack on me every single hunt with you know white oak and now i do i do spray down like i brought this bottle out with our scent killer um and it is dirt scented so i guess i lie a little bit but this is what I will use for my scent killer. Mm -hmm. um, but this is going to be on me at the back. It's going to be on like at the four wheeler or before I walk in, you know, I'm not going to have that in my backpack personally. Yeah. I'm going to put in there, you know, the acorn, you know, or, you know, whatever else, somebody else would use dirt, whatever that's going in my backpack. Gotcha. So like, what is the calm down? Cause I've seen, you know, some other stuff that has a similar name, but like mm -hmm. what, applications would you use that for compared to like a bio buck or bully buck or something like so that so calm down it's two things it's curiosity and it's calming okay. so i have seen multiple does that should have would have could have blew and run off but just could not stand it and ease right into the set just tiptoeing all the way in and just neck stretched out you know and they eat a rage, you know, just cause of it. But it, it's just a bedding area slash calming slash curiosity scent. It's made of a gland-based scent. So all the glands that are in a lot of, uh, all the glands that are in whitetails are in that bottle. 
And it's not just sex glands. It's not just all the bucks glands. It's all the glands. Hmm. So that's how we make it. And it's a very expensive process. Um, one five gallon bucket when I mix it runs me about $1,100. So five gallons for a five gallon bucket of these in comparison to other scents that we make, yeah. which is a 10th of that, you know, but it's a very, very expensive process to do it. And it's phenomenal. It's a great product. Um, I'm ordering one tomorrow. Yeah. Now, <laughs> With that being said, we're out of stock right this second. Damn so it. bear with us if you buy it, if you order it. It's still available to buy, but we are out of stock. Um, our FedEx guy in Memphis decided to body slam it in his trailer. Mm. And uh, so hence we had to get more products sent to make it. It didn't show up last week when it was supposed to have. And I knew something was wrong. So we start tracking it and it got damaged in delivery. And I had hated to have been that FedEx guy and his whole day, but that'd have been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's what calm down is. It's just going to be a all season from start very first day of bow season all the way to the very last day of deer season. Um, ways I use it personally is I'll put it on my boots. I'll put it where a shot's presented. Um, I'll put it around the tree that I'm in. Like when I'm sitting there, and there's, you know, it's early season. It's uh, velvet hunt in Tennessee, two weeks. It's going to be 800 degrees, you mm -hmm. know, and yep. you're going to sweat your sack off getting in the tree. And this is going to be a good product to sit there and put all around you, you know, on the leaves all out in front of you, because most people are going to leave some canopy there, you yep. know, just to give you that uh, extra cover up. But then I'm going to go out there 20, 30 yards, wherever I want that shot. And I'm going to spray some on some of the canopy there, you know, some of the vegetation. Um, I'm going to put it on my boots walking in. And gotcha. like I say, I, I've told that story 20, 100 times and have people come back to the shows and they'll be like, dude, I got to show you something. Like, what do you got? And they'll show me a picture of their feet and a deer through the ladder stand, you know, like that sucker drunk comes straight to my tree and smelled the ladder that I climbed up, you know, yeah. like, I hope you stuck a rage through that thing <laughs> or whatever, you know? And yeah, it's like, I couldn't believe it, you know, it was amazing. And huh. so it's my number one scent that I can say, I will almost bet you money. You'll have a positive result out of it. You know, if you I'm try glad to I got some. <laughs> yeah, I need, I'm definitely going to get scent. some. Um, so with all due, with all else, here we go. You ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, we decided that there was another, we have three different synthetic scents right now. We have a buck scent, we have a doe scent, and we have a bedding area scent. Mm -hmm. But what we didn't have is something for tarsals, you know, tarsal glands mm -hmm. and things like that. So we created, <laughs> we went after it and we created this one here is called Tarsal Extreme. So this is going to be a synthetic version. So it's not real. It don't have any deer factors in it whatsoever but it's 100% mimicking the smell of tarsal gland, buck, buck pissed on a tarsal gland on him. That's kind of the smell here, but it's a synthetic yeah. version. Uh, it's called Tarsal Extreme. It's available on our website now. So that's the new one. Like I said, not a big, big deal, but it's pretty big to us. You know, when you can create and replicate a, sm a smell of a deer, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, dude, that's so, awesome. So like yeah. what applications would you use that for? I mean, scrapes. me that's learning still. Yeah, I would put it in mock scrapes. 
Yeah, so it'll tell you on the bottle here. It'll say apply generous amount of tarsal extreme in existing scrapes or make new mock scrapes. Gotcha. Um, when to use would be your summertime scrapes, your pre-rut scrapes, and then, of course, during the rut, deer are still going to visit scrapes. So that is our answer to, you know, our scrape down that people use that are in the real urine states. That's our version of that in a synthetic form. Oh yeah, well I'm definitely gonna be using some of that. Yeah. All right, so who's gonna be who's gonna be uh, your first testers for the for that? Uh, to be honest with you, I've already been testing it myself. Yeah. And, and had pretty good results with it. Um, but you can definitely be one of our testers if that's where you're going with this. We will definitely hook you up. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we'd appreciate it. <laughs> Right on, right on. That's awesome, man. Yeah, because I've got, um, I'm going to, actually tomorrow after work, I'm going to this public land spot where we're doing our um, first annual Southeastern Bowhunter 3D shoot. Okay. Sunday, I'm going out there to pull some cameras that are over mock scrapes that I put out back in July, like yeah. early July. And so I'm taking the nose down stuff with me. I'm going to go put it out um, in both those mock scrapes. And I have, I got that, I've got, two private spots I need to go freshen up because dude I don't know what it is about this week or the past two weeks but every single time I go to put this stuff out it rains that night and it's just <laughs> it never fails yeah it's gone so yeah I might have to hit that um if it doesn't end up raining but yeah it yeah, never man, fails that's the thing though you know like and I'll tell you man mock scrapes in summertime they are hit and miss mm -hmm. if you are I mean I, I will I don't like I said I don't fill people full of mud um i put out 10 mock scrapes two of them may take summertime yeah you know? and it's just a trial and error you know move yeah. them around figure out but you really got to get in that bedroom in my opinion in the summertime or on the edge of like a feed source you know like yeah. a bean field or a whatever you're in you know but so that's that's kind of summertime scrapes to me are kind of iffy you know but yeah. man we have a ton of people that send us pictures and i'm like damn, I wish I could get mine to do that all the time. You know, every time they put it out, like big old bucks come running into them. So yeah. Eric kind of touched on earlier about, you know, the rain and all that kind of stuff. Um, what I've not to name names, but there's some other guys that have, you know, the, the, the uh, scent release time, you uh -huh. know, gel mm -hmm. or the beads or something like that. Where, where does like a, your sprays, how does it kind of, you know, withstand the rain? there's nothing going to withstand rain heavy heavy downpours you know and that's just fact um and even our we make i would call it a time release capsule with our polymer gels you know oh, but, yeah, that's right that's right but vice versa they absorb moisture so anything that hits it it's going to pull it in and push out whatever else is in it so you know a little rain can do a great you know a lot of rain is going to be a bad you know no bueno <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, okay. that's just that there ain't nothing you can do about, you know, mother nature. Yeah, so that's true. Explain to me if you can, the whole idea, cause I've heard two different things that some people will say, Oh, if it rains, like say when you're going to pull camera cards, it rains after or during or whatever. And they say, Oh, your scent's washed away. Mm -hmm. Then I've heard other guys say it actually holds it there. It makes it worse because the deer's nose can, you know, smell better after a rain. Right. So with like the whole scent thing, is it maybe possible that that's happening too? Or is it just washing that out? 
Well, it just there again, I feel like it depends on the amount of rain. You know, if you're having one of these thunderstorms like we've been having the last yeah. few days, man, there ain't it's gonna hit and wash everything away. Gotcha. You have just a brief shower in the morning or whatnot, then yeah, I, I agree it's gonna hold it in and you know be a hindrance or a, a help, one or the other. Okay. Gotcha. So that's just yeah. It's just one of those things, man. You hear a bunch of old wives' tales that I I get it want to believe or I don't know or whatever. So I figured I'd ask you. You know, you're the scent man. So oh man, yeah. Well, I'm not a I'm not a weather man, but I think that in my opinion, you know, that would be what my answer would be is that heavy heavy rains you're gonna wash you away, and the others, you know, you're gonna it's gonna help or you know whatever you're after. You know, if you're if you got the deer urine in there, I think it's gonna enhance it a little. You know, your, your, your scent also is going to be there a little more. Like he said, deer going to smell it, but gotcha. Cool, know. man. Well, look, I don't want to hold you up too long. Um, I know you got that long trip tomorrow and I think we're creeping up on about an hour. So I guess before we wrap this up, cause we could honestly go for three more hours if we needed sure. to. Um, but I mean, what's do a shameless plug. What's going on. You just dropped the new product that we are definitely going to be using, but what else is happening with, you know, nose down? What do people need to know? Okay. So probably the first thing I would say is next weekend, we will be in Perry, Georgia. I'm not sure when you'll drop this episode, but probably the week after. So we'll be done out of Perry, Georgia, and you would have gotten some if you'd known it then, right? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're traveling, we're doing shows, we're doing, um, you, you're going to see us in a lot of places that you're never going to think you're going to see us. You're going to see us at strawberry festivals and apple festivals and anywhere guys are, we're going to be there. You know, we're going to be at the big shows. We're going to be at all the, all the big ones too, but you're going to see us more and more in just your hometown stuff. Cause that's the kind of things we're trying to do more of. I know we're in September and October, we are fully booked every single weekend. And I hate that because we are deer hunters by trade. Yeah. Um, but I can hunt during the week some, you know, because of it, but we're going to be in a town and I'll be posting those on our Instagram and different avenues, but we're from Johnson city to Mississippi, all Johnson city, Tennessee to Mississippi, all the way up to Georgia and the mountains and the foothills. And we got, um, trying to remember just everywhere we're going to be, man, we've got so many, probably 15 different venues we're going to be at in September and October. Gotcha. Uh, so right in the heart of deer season, we're going to be yeah. out there with fresh stuff right in your backyard. Could be, you know. Well, you're going to hate the suggestion, but where are you guys at? Where, like, where are you all? Y'all right around Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. If you feel like making the trip, I might have. I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, Deer Festival in Monticello, Georgia. Mm-hmm. But if y'all, I I think it's in like late November. Yeah, that's oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you guys were able to make yeah, it, yeah, yeah you'd yeah, make yeah. a killing because there's plenty yeah. of hunters out there. I've got a spot there. JD and mine's buddies live yeah. Yeah. in Monticello. They, I mean, I feel like if y'all could send someone down, it doesn't have to be you, sure, sure. you know. <laughs> but if you could send someone down, get a booth, right? It, right, it would yeah. really, really get the word out more. Yeah, and that's what we've been trying to do. Like, I don't know, and. I, we could talk about this all night, but I started, when I started nose down, I went like national exposure, trying to get hunting channels and magazines and all that. Yeah. Well, then after about two or three years of that, I was like, man, it's just not doing what I thought it should be. So we kind of backed it up and went internal. I said, man, there are people 
in my hometown that don't even know who we are. Yeah. And that's a problem. You know, when we're spending the money we're spending for national exposure and you got people in your county and your zip code, that don't even know who you are. Yep. So we started doing more small things and now we're seeing that footprint grow and we're just growing it from our core outward, you know, and then when we go to a festival or a show, we're going to ask people where they're from, where they shop, where do you buy your products? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend the night and we're going to go Monday morning. We're going to hit those stores. And we're going to say, we want to sell our products in your store because all your customers told us this is the place. And so far that that's been working great for us. You know, we've been growing it just like that. Yeah. Now, since, since you, you know, brought it back down to your core and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's pretty much just you, your wife and Rob, right? Or you got more. Or in terms of owners like of the company, it's just myself. Direct employees, not like your field staff okay. stuff, direct. Yeah. Well, um, employees, like on paper, I have my daughter and that's it. Okay. Wow. So, um, it's me and her. Um, now we do have helpers that come in and we got some teenage boys that, you know, like my nephew, he'll come in and work weekends, uh, you know, help us out. It's all family though. A hundred percent family. Um, my wife, she'll be out here helping me fulfill orders. My sister was out here yesterday. We were so swamped. Um, so it's all, I met your wife and your daughter at that show. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's my, dude. that's my support crew there. See, that makes me like you guys even more, man. Cause like me and Jenny are very big on, you know, the actual real people that run the stuff, like not just the, you know, Oh, we're this big company and you know, we're fantastic. Like we like having a relationship with people that we're involved with, you know, and the fact that you guys are fully family owned, it's literally you and like your daughter's the only one on paper. Mm -hmm. I respect that a lot because that keeps it genuine. It's a genuine thing. It's not just, Hey, we make the same product as 30 other people come buy it for a dollar more. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. Right. And you know, like I said, we're, we're different in the aspect that we, I mean, yeah, we're family owned. Yeah. We're small. We're keeping it to our core. Uh, but we got a cool logo and we got a cool name. Awesome. And we got a lot of cool best. hats. Yeah. I love the like logo, this, man. Like, I'm telling yeah. you what, I'm, I'm probably going to be decked out and nose down constantly because it's yeah. just, yeah. it's such totally. a badass logo. Yeah. We, we sell hats from coast to coast. I mean, we ship them everywhere every day from Washington, Oregon, all the way to North and South, East and West. And in shows we slam it. So our apparel game is stupid strong. And if you guys like hats, like 99% of the guys do, you definitely should check out the website for that. Yeah, I need to get a few more. I, I, when, I, when I was looking at mine, I actually had a problem trying to figure out which one because there's so many awesome logos. Show them which one you got on there. Is that the freezer? I got, I got the freezer queen. Yeah. That's right. The freezer queen, guys. Look at there. Yeah, buddy. That's what we should have named the podcast, Freezer Queen Podcast. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> you know, I, I, I try to. I, I like having fun. I like joking with people. Anybody knows me is going to see it. You know, we go to a show. We're going to have a good time. You know, oh, yeah. you we, may sell, we may not sell a damn bottle of scent. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of where I take with my apparel and stuff. I try to think of little catchphrases and I'll show you our number one hat right here. That one right there has been one of our best sellers. It's the tree picking. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we got the tree chicken. And then, like, if you if you want the pimp daddy hat, we got the white rope. Okay. 
Okay. So, I mean, we got everything from squirrel hunters to Saturday night or golfing. Yeah. We got fishing hats. We got, I mean, you name it, we got it. Yeah, and I like the you know the Chick Fil A pull off would be uh, the eat more chicken. I got the I got the shirt. You know, the eat, we eat more deer. Yeah, yeah. So that's yep. our, yeah, we did really good with that one too. So um, maybe yeah, right here the the eat more deer. Yeah, there you go. That's probably the one I'm gonna get. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Of course, you gotta always think about if it's brown, it's down. That's it. <laughs> It's it. our political slogan for the year. Brown is down. Dude, you don't know what you just did. JD, we're in a group chat with a bunch of local guys we hunt with, and he's been changing the name of it every, what, 30 minutes, and he just changed yep. it to if it's brown, it's down. That's right. I think you might have just uh, struck a chord with him on that one. And then yep. we got even our legacy hats. That's the kid and his dad. Oh, that's awesome. Turkey hunt. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, so – you know, we got to have, I like the old camo on that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's popular right now, but, um, that's what I would wrap it up with, man. It's just, if you can't see us, uh, at a show or an event somewhere, look us up on TikTok or Instagram or any of our social media outlets. We are on them all. Uh, we have our websites fully functional. Most, all of those hats are there. Um, and if you can't find any of that, my golly, if you can't get a hold of me, you're not trying too hard because my number's based on everything we got. So gotcha. if you have any questions or anything at all you need, just shoot us a text or an email or a DM, whatever you do. Awesome, dude. Well, look, we had a good time, man. This, this honestly has been one of the better podcasts I think we've had in a long time. Cool. Um, yeah. Just because it's so, you know, we're, we're fully behind it. You know, we, we're going to be using the product and. Jason, you're just a badass dude, man. I hope that your trip and everything goes well, dude. And, you know, look, if you get photos of a big, you know, northern buck, I mean, don't don't be too shy to send it to us because we well, can't make the trip. So I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, we'll, awesome, we'll definitely keep you in mind on that one. Awesome. All All right, right. Guys. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. All right, man. You got it, man. Have a great day, guys. Keep your nose down. Will do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to give us a review.